This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing of a wound. Just a quick spray or dab can help with a wide range of issues ranging from cuts, scrapes, sunburns, rashes, including stubborn diaper rashes. I discovered Active Skin Repair Baby when my daughter had wicked diaper rashes and it's now part of our diaper rash routine. Apply and then use your balm or ointment of choice. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews, you now have one simple solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your first order by using code PEDSDOC. That's 20% off your order by using code P-E-D-S-D-O-C. Welcome to this episode. I am so excited to welcome a celebrity guest onto this podcast who is also a singer, actress, and new mom to talk about infant development and motherhood. Ashley Tisdale is joining me and I'm just so glad we're here together. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to hear about how you've been doing as a new mom and if there's anything at all that I can help you answer. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing great, <laughs> as, as any new mom would. Um, you know, I think the biggest hurdle so far has, um, I've talked a lot about, I did not do well with breastfeeding. Jupiter did not latch from the very beginning. So um, unfortunately, uh, we did not go that route, but I was so thankful and um I just wanted to obviously partner with Enfamil to share my experience, but to also just let other new moms know that there are other options and to not freak out when something isn't working. And so I've been so thankful for Enfamil to Inspire because it obviously has helped Jupiter so much. So I was just really, really grateful to have found them. And um, weirdly, I was on it myself when I was younger. So crazy how things just work out. <laughs> yeah. And you look amazing and you're amazing. I love it. Yes. This is so great. Um, you know, I agree. And infant development, how we feed our babies is so important to me. And it's equally important to Enfimil NeuroPro. And because of this, I'm just so excited to partner with them to share my advice and insight on how, you know, you can support your baby's growth, how other people can support their baby's growth. Um, wherever I can um, as Enfamil's infant developmental expert. So I'm just so excited to have this opportunity to talk to you today, Ashley. Uh, what has been some other major changes you've seen in the last six months, maybe in you or in Jupiter, her development? What has excited you as a new mom um, getting to see, you know, your beautiful daughter develop in different ways? I mean, it's just really awesome to see her reach her milestones. Um, it's so funny, like me and my husband are not sports fans, but I feel it's like, seeing your favorite team win a goal or like win yeah. a game because we were sitting there when she finally rolled over, she was doing it in her crib and you could see like progressively she was practicing and practicing and practicing. We're like, Oh, it's going to get there soon. It's going to get there soon. And just one morning we're like watching the monitor and we're like, she's almost there. She's almost there. <laughs> 
yes it's like the, if only this kid knew what we were doing down there it was like i don't know it was just like the best moment ever and it's like just even starting solids like seeing her do that you're just like oh my god and you're like taking so many pictures and videos and so i mean it's been such an amazing time she's such a great little baby and she's just growing and as just you know she's thriving which is so great and she's just so cute and um she's just been awesome it's been great yeah, I, I love following you. I love seeing her pictures and her videos. She is adorable and she's thriving and it's so nice to see. Um, and are you thriving too as a new mom, like in terms of how you're feeling with everything? I know we talk about, you know, baby's milestones, but how are you feeling as she grows? You know, she hits all of these amazing milestones. Do you also feel like you're also growing as a mom and hitting milestones in your own life um, as a mom? Yeah, I feel like the first three months you're kind of exhausted and you're just like trying to figure everything out. So that was really a blur <laughs> and you still have like a little bit of baby brain. And now that she's six months old, I feel like I'm finally getting a little bit of my footing. Obviously, now that starting the solids is like, OK, well, now what do we do? And I'm like back into researching and finding out all of that stuff. But it does make me feel good. Like, I think, like I said, like the biggest hurdle was the feeding in the very beginning. And it is really wild how things just work out. And I have anxiety and I manage it really well. But um, it's like a perfect example of how it's so important to be present with your child and to be in the moment and to realize when something isn't working and to not get in the way of that. Because I could have easily been like, well, no, this is how it is. This is what we yeah. should be doing is the best one and or best option. And it's so important to be able to be like, this is not really working out and to find, you know, that there are better options out there or other options out there for you. And so once that happened, it was just like, oh my gosh, like I just felt so great because it took out a lot of the guessing, like with breastfeeding, you have to like, make sure there's a certain amount of diapers to like, make sure that she's getting fed the amount properly. And it's like, oh my gosh, this kid just knew me. Like, I don't have to worry about that because using like Enspire, I'm able to like know how much she's getting through the bottle. So it was just like a real stress reliever for me. And so I think that like once that, you know, happened and, and she was like perfect and great and thriving with feeding. I was just like, oh, it just took a lot. I mean, it's a huge part of it. And I think that, you know, becoming a new mom, it's really stressful. It's a lot of pressure. And then like to be the one feeding from mm -hmm. your body, I give it to anybody who can do it. That's amazing. But for me, it was just a lot of pressure for myself of oh, being yeah. like, okay. And also I need to make sure that I can make every feeding. And like, it was just a lot going on with me and it didn't feel right for her and it didn't feel right for me. So I, I'm just so glad that we connected me and Jupiter and realized what was the better option for us. And obviously, you know, starting solids, I took a class in starting solids. And so I, felt really good about that. I feel like knowledge is power. And one of the things that I learned was that, you know, it's really just about practicing up into the year um, and that she's still getting her nutrients from her formula. So um, it takes a lot of pressure off of, oh, well, she's eating enough of the solid. Yeah. You know, 
oh, well, she's just like, you know, trying it out. She's trying new things. We're looking for allergies and we're just like, she's just practicing right now, but she's very good at it. I love it. No, I, it's so great seeing that. I absolutely just love seeing her explore food and use that spoon already. I'm really into all that stuff too, because it's just, it's nice to see them accomplish all of these milestones that they are capable of. And you are right on that sometimes our own worries, our own anxieties, our own insecurities, which are totally validated, right? We have these feelings as moms. They can sometimes get in the way of just letting them be, right? That obsession with, well, how much should they be taking in terms of breast milk or even formula? How much should they be eating? And then you're kind of worrying about that so much that you miss what's actually happening in front of you. And I, you know, that's one thing that I like to educate moms about and dads too, but hey, your child is giving you some signs and cues and you got to do what works best for you as a mom and what also works best for your baby. And you gave the example that breastfeeding was not working out. And I also, by the way, I am still so pro breastfeeding, but I'm also pro formula. I'm also, Hey, decide what's best for you. Um, because I ended up doing formula also. And I don't look back and say, Oh my gosh, I didn't do breast milk. Right. And I don't think anyone ever really, you know, as time goes by, you can look back and say, well, maybe I missed out on the opportunity, but you'll look at your kid and you'll be like, this child is thriving. Like it was really just a decision that was made that now really means, you know, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And I think parents commonly get so bogged down, especially new parents into the moment without looking at the big picture, right? Like, oh my gosh, well, my baby's not doing this. Well, what about the big picture? Do you feel that way on like development also? Like, do you feel like you were also researching, well, what's normal with development? What should I be doing to engage with Jupiter? Or did you feel like it came naturally to you? I mean, I have an app, the bump that kind Mm -hmm. of helps me along my journey through pregnancy. I used it and also through motherhood. So I just kind of know what she should be doing and where she should be at. And it's funny because I got a book um, called Mama Stay from my doula. And it was basically like what type of mom you're going to be like the action mama or like the go with the flow mama or the type A. And like, I am very type A in my life, but when it comes to Jupiter, I actually am more go with the flow. Mm. Like I don't want to put too much stress or pressure on, you know, like, is this happening? Right. Like we do the best that we can. We help them with everything that they should be, you know, help with tummy time. Like, you know, I knew to do that obviously from the bump. And so therefore I was like, okay, like every day, like I know she's frustrated, but she needs to get past that. And so that's obviously going to help her with the rolling over. And like I said, I think the best is being present. I meditate in the morning and that kind of helps me stay grounded And I think that she's also teaching me about patience Mm -hmm. um, in my life. And so I really just try to be in the moment with her and not get too overwhelmed with where should she be at at this moment? Because I know that I'm doing everything that I need to be doing, you know? I love that. And that's exactly how you're going to find joy. And also that's where that child is going to thrive. I mean, again, you are present with her. You're learning about her. um, You're centering yourself. I just love that you do that. I think it's such an important key. How many minutes do you meditate every morning? Is it like increasing time or what is the time at right now? I mean, it really just depends on how my morning is. So it's like if I work, it's like I can only squeeze in a certain amount. But I use the Expectful app actually for that one. Mm -hmm. So help me through pregnancy, but also has a motherhood. And honestly, like their meditations are amazing because I'll be like, that's exactly what I need to hear today. It's like so great. It's also great. Just like right after you have the baby, like there is a whole like section of 
just, you know, the first couple of weeks. And I was just like, this is speaking to everything that I'm going through. And so it was really comforting to have. And um, yeah, I feel like it's just so great. And um, it makes me happy and grounded. And I think that that's so important for, you know, obviously our baby or, or you know, I think that it's important to take care of yourself. It's important for you to look at that as being something that is helping you, which will ultimately help the baby, you know? So if you're grounded, that's going to be even more helpful for her. Absolutely. And, you know, in the infant years, we're, we tend to focus more on development than behavior. You know, behavior is like people think in the toddler years, we're going to be dealing with tantrums, but setting that foundation now with behavior comes from us also, like you're doing. I don't know about you, but warmer, sunnier days mean more time outside, more activities with the family, and less time to think about what to eat. Fuel up for the summer with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, dietitian approved, and is easy to warm up. I dream of their spicy jalapeno lime cheddar chicken daily. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Factor meals feel like a treat when I'm in mom boss mode, working from home, or taking care of the kids with the restaurant-style meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I have the perfect gift for Father's Day, Melon Premium Headwear. These are the best hats and worth every penny. Check all their five-star reviews if you don't believe me. Without a doubt, the most durable and comfy hats you can find. My husband is hat obsessed, but he's been wearing the same old beat-up hat that was losing its spark in heat and sweat. We got some melon headwear and now he just can't get enough. Melon hats are built to last five times longer than any other hat. And my favorite part... No more gross hat smell. With natural antimicrobial properties, sweat doesn't break down the hat. No sweat stains and no smell. And if you need to wash it, they come right back to life and look brand new. They offer three different size options to fit everyone's head. Our favorite is the legend hat. My husband wore it to an outdoor party and he got tons of compliments. Use code PEDSTOCK at checkout for 30% off your order. If you're trying to figure out a Father's Day gift, trust me, this is exactly what they want. Go to melin.com and use code PEDSDOC at checkout for 30% off. Melon rarely offers discounts, so don't miss this opportunity. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.
Jupiter is six months, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just love the first six months. And then now you're going to enter, in my opinion, one of the most exciting next six months, which is that six months to a year. But that first year is just full of so much excitement. I mean, I think it's exciting. I have a 21 month old. I think every month is exciting. But yeah. you know, in that first six months to a year, they're learning about the world. They're learning about, you know, how things are fascinating and how you're so funny and how your faces are so funny. And it's like just so endearing, like you said, to just see them reach those milestones and they're learning about the world through you. Um, some things I always like to talk about at like this age, you know, like the six month kind of milestone, which I think you're just doing so great with is exploring foods. Again, I'm so happy that you have already started to do feeding and that self feeding and she's going to thrive so much by exploring different textures and learning that you're not going to force her and learning that you're just going to allow her the freedom to play essentially with her food. And I think that's just so awesome to see. And I know she probably does like um, some independent play already, like in terms of like playing on her own, playing with you. Yeah. So cool. I mean, I love that you do that. Um, I see, you know, and as a working mom, like you're obviously busy and it's so important for the babies. You know, I think we think that we have to be with our baby in their face 24 seven, that that's the only way they're going to feel loved or that's the only way that they're going to thrive developmentally. But really they need a lot of idle time too. They need time to just chill with their toys and figure out, well, I need to figure out how to get to that toy. Let me roll over to get it. Um, so much of development happens without us in their face all the time. I don't know. Oh, I find too. most, um, I find that she is practicing more in her crib than yeah. Or, you know, like that is where I've seen her do so much stuff. And it's also really great because it can be very stimulating, you know, being around everybody, you know, just like obviously outside and seeing our dogs. And so it's like when she goes down for a nap, sometimes she'll wake up in the middle of the nap and have like the little sleep break and she'll be kind of like rolling over and doing her thing on her tummy. And she's like now starting to kind of perk up. You could start, start to see that she's like learning how to push up to crawl type of thing. So it's like, she works out so much stuff in that crib. I mean, half the time she would make dinosaur noises in there. Because it's, like, it's like her imagination starting, you know? And it's like, it's so awesome to watch the monitor because I think it's so important that they have those moments to themselves. Absolutely. And you're right that it's just a flat space for her to explore. And, um, you know, I think there's such a balance of, you know, doing, carrying them and doing all that uh, physical attention, but also just letting them be like you did with the feeding, like you did with so much. And I just think that's such an awesome skill that's going to serve both of you so well into the future. I mean, I see toddlers, right? I Toddlers do have independence and they want to be independent and starting this in those infant years can really help. So that is just so awesome. I love hearing it. Um, is there anything that makes you anxious on how to keep her engaged or you don't, it doesn't seem like you feel worried about being in her face all the time. No, no. I think that, you know, she's one of those babies that when she wants to engage with you, she'll look at you. And if she doesn't want to engage with you, it's one of the signs that I kind of found out early on is that when she looks away, it's like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) You know, like I'm done engaging with you. And she's like that, you know, with obviously toys, if she's like into a toy, she's into it. But then when she's done, she kind of looks away. So it's like really just like reading and learning their signs and their cues. And um, that's just something that was like really important for us to learn. It's confusing at first because you're just like, oh my God, they're crying. And like, what are they crying about? And a lot of it, what we learned um, 
we actually did use a sleep trainer. It's funny because like how I think of sleep training is that they're training the parents. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> the baby knows what to do. Yeah. To be honest. It's really the parents that are like getting in the way, being like, she needs something. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. No, they don't. They're just like, you know, kind of coming down from like their little cortisol jump. And it's like yeah. It's just so many things that I learned through that, which was really awesome. And babies need sleep, you know, like they need sleep, you know, they might have their little sleep break and they might like kind of, you know, fuss around and cry. But then Jupiter has been very independent from the start. Like she could hang out in her crib for her naps and like she's always been a good napper. I mean, we have been blessed. Like, I honestly know that it's not every day that babies are like that because I have friends that are like, my baby won't go down for a nap and it's so hard. And she's great at that. And she's also great at sleeping through the night. So, and if she does wake up, she knows how to get her back to sleep, which shows me that she is very independent and we're letting her be independent. So I think that's all, you know, obviously everyone has their feelings about sleep training and stuff, but I really do feel like babies get confidence when they're able to put themselves down to sleep. And, um, I think that she, like I said, it's just, I'm so proud of her and everything that she does, but I think I could just tell from early on that she was like a pretty independent lady. I'm independent myself. So, you know, she gets it from me. (laughs) And maybe you're a good sleeper too. I hope, I don't know, but I like say eight hours of sleep, obviously don't get that anymore, but (laughs) yeah, my son got my sleep jeans too. And I'm like, my husband's like, if anything, just please let him get your sleep jeans, please. I'm like, yes. And he did. And so it's, it's helpful. Oh, I love it. I want to hear more about your feeding journey. I know you said that you did, um, you know, you ended up doing formula feeding. Tell me a little bit more. Did you feel, you know, there tends to be like social guilt laid on new moms when it comes to their feeding decisions. And that includes breast or bottle, that includes puree, baby led weaning, anything that we do as moms gets scrutinized. And you're also in the public eye. So I don't know, did you feel like you got that weight when deciding to move to formula feeding? You know, how did you overcome any guilt that you had? Or did you feel very comfortable with that decision? I think I just felt very comfortable from the moment that I chose the decision is that obviously, you know, I thought I was going to breastfeed. And so I was pumping and I was like creating milk like crazy. So it wasn't like that wasn't working. It just wasn't working for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that, of course, I was like sad being like, oh, I can't believe this didn't work out when I'm able to produce milk and that all worked out. Um, but I think that for me, it was just like, like I said, it's so important to be present and knowing that it wasn't working for us and how she just like, once I gave her the bottle and I gave her Enfamil, it was just like the best. It to me was, like I said, this, the biggest hurdle as being a new mom. And I felt so much pressure just trying to figure out the breastfeeding that like, once I went to the bottle with her and she was just like, totally great. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, it just felt so stress relieving. So there was never any like guilt. There was never any, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? Like, I was just like, so excited to scream from the roof. (laughs) Like guys, there's other options out there and like to not feel guilty. And I think that, you know, there's obviously joy and people sharing their pictures of them breastfeeding with their babies. And I obviously wasn't having that experience. And so I really wanted to be like, you know what? there's other moms that aren't having that experience and that's okay. And we're having just actually as great a, as an experience as that by being with the bottle. I think there's like this thing where people think, well, oh my gosh, like it's really about like how you are there with the baby. It's like, well, I am able to do that too. And yeah. she's so happy. Like 
literally the first time feeding her, I was like, had those, um, what is it? The plastic, like, uh, it's like four year when you're trying oh, to nipple shield. Yes. yes. And I was just yeah. like, Oh my God, now I'm using a shield. And it just felt like what is happening? And she was just like, so frustrated. And so I didn't like that. I, I said to Chris, I was like, I don't think this is how it's supposed to be like, this isn't yeah. right. And so even though I was so new to everything, I knew it wasn't right. And so I think that once I made the decision, it was the best decision that I made. Um, she gets all of her key nutrients through NFML's Inspire, and there's omega DHA, uh, 3 DHA and lactoferrin. And I just was like, you know what? I was grown on NFML. She's totally fine and it's great. And I just wanted to share that, you know, especially because I did have a lot of, you know, people DM me and they were saying the same thing that, that it, breastfeeding didn't work out for them. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited to see that I was sharing my experience because it made them feel less guilty. And I was just like, yeah, like, let's not put guilt on ourselves. We're doing the best that we can. Like, let's stop like beating ourselves up if something's not working out. Like, let's just like, you know, celebrate that there are other options out there and that the baby, you know, it's all about them. It's all about like what's best for them and they'll tell you what's best for them. And like you said, there are so many great options to feed your baby. So we talk about obviously breastfeeding and then formula. Some people do both. Um, some people just do formula. Some people do, a, you know, only express breast milk. There are just so many ways. And I agree, you know, I am a board certified pediatrician. I actually am on my way to hopefully become a lactation consultant because I want to provide resources for moms who want to do whatever they choose. And I'm so glad to hear that you didn't feel that guilt that weighed on you for a long period at all, or even, even so I also didn't feel that guilt because I see children in my office thrive in both ways, right? I see formula fed babies and I see breastfed babies and it really comes down to what the mother wants. It really does. I mean, if a mother loves breastfeeding, enjoy it. But if a mother is not loving it, and like you said, the nipple shield for me, it was the pumping. It made me so depressed and so upset. Like I was missing out on that time with Ryan because I was just so focused on, well, now I'm attached to this thing. Like this is taking away time for me to rest when I can be rested for my son and play with him and engage with him. So it is a choice that every mother will make. And I think we also get so focused on only looking at what we're putting inside a child's body. And although that's important, and that's why we have brands like Enfamil Inspire, um, you know, to help support that immune system and support, you know, all the things that we need um, for our nourishing, you know, the nourishing bodies of these little babies. It's also the environment, right? Like you, I know, are giving Jupiter the most amazing experience by being a loving mother. And it's not even just about things. You know, people think that we need all these things. It's so much more simple than that. It's the love that we give. And that love can be given whether you do breast or formula. It's the attention to the environment with developmental activities. How are you engaging her? Are you reciprocating sounds when she makes sounds? Are you showing her how things work, you know, rattles and crinkly toys? These are all the things that build our children's brains and make them feel loved, right? So it's not just breast or formula. It's truly, what is the big picture here? And I obviously can tell that Jupiter's loved. Ryan is loved. It's not because, you know, oh, we made this choice and only breastfed babies can be loved. No, every baby's loved. It comes from the environment that we put these babies in. And I want that message to be out there because there is a lot of guilt. I mean, I still get, you know, moms messaging me like, please, Dr. Mona, you need to help me get through this guilt that I can't breastfeed my baby. And I really say, I'm like, it's going to come to you at your own time. You're going to realize 
maybe months down the line, maybe tomorrow, wow, this was the best decision I made for my family. And it doesn't matter what anyone else did because my baby is thriving on their yeah. own own curve or their own developmental trajectory. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I, again, I love being able to connect with you on this. Um, just as a, you know, you're, you're a mom, you're a working mom, you're obviously a celebrity. And it's really cool to talk to celebrities that are like us. You know, we sometimes feel like, oh, they don't understand, but I, I know you do. And I can tell from your Instagram and obviously from this podcast that you really do get it. And it just means a lot that, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're helping a lot of people by sharing your story. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, is there any other questions you had about Jupiter or about development or anything? I think we were able to talk about so much, but not sure if you had well, anything I else. Think, I think we, yeah, I feel like we went over everything. I think I feel really good about it. Yeah, no, I'm very happy. Um, I want to thank you again for joining us today. It means so much that you could take time out of your day to talk about development and motherhood. Um, and I hope to have you on again in the future, hopefully. Oh my gosh, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. As always, please leave a review. Share this episode with a friend. Share it on your social media. Make sure to follow me at Pete's Doc Talk on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Pete's Doc Talk TV. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.